nod to national counterintelligence work at INSET, one of the integrated national security enforcement teams. CPS called on both skill sets. Khattak was a rising star with an inbuilt understanding of the city of Toronto's shifting demographic landscape. At CPS, he was asked to lend his expertise to sensitive police investigations throughout the country at the request of senior investigating officers from any branch of government. The job had been offered to Hattak as a promotion, his acceptance of it touted as a public relations victory. Hattak had taken it because of the freedom it represented, the chance to appoint his own team, and, as with Inset, the opportunity to work with partners at all levels of government to bring nuance and consideration to increasingly complex cases. And for other reasons, he had never offered up for public scrutiny. His mandate was couched in generic terms, sensitivity training for police services, community support, and an alternative viewpoint in cases involving minorities, particularly Muslim minorities. Both he and his superiors understood the unspoken rationale behind the choice of a decorated inset officer to head up CPS. If Khattak performed well, then greater glory to the city, province, and nation. If he ran into barriers from within the community as he pursued his co-religionists, no one could accuse the CPS of bias. Everyone's hands were clean. It didn't matter to Khattak that this was how he had been lured into the job by his former superintendent, Robert Palmer. He loved police work. It suited an analytical nature, tempered by a long, simmering hunger for justice. And if he was being used, as indisputably he was, he was also prepared to enact his own vision for CPS. What flame-fanning bigots across the border would doubtlessly call community pandering, a fig-leaf jihad. Take anything a Muslim touched, add the word jihad to it, and immediately you produced something ugly and divisive. But Tom wasn't one of these. Chief historian at the Department of Justice, he was a gifted academic whose fatherly demeanor masked a passion for the truth as sharp and relentless as Hattak's own. He had called to ask Hattak to investigate the death of a Scarborough man named Christopher Drayton. There was no reason that CPS should have an interest in the man's death. He had fallen from a section of the Scarborough Bluffs known as the Cathedral. His death had been swift and certain, with no evidence of outside interference. Khattak had pointed this out to his friend in measured tones, and Tom had let him. When he'd finished, Tom gave him the real reason for his call, and the reason it encroached upon Khattak's jurisdiction. Khattak heard the worry and fear beneath Tom Paley's words. And into the remnants of Khattak's prayer intruded a series of recollections from his youth, of news reports, hurriedly organized meetings and volunteer drives, followed too slowly by action. He saw himself as a young man joining others in a circle around the flame at Parliament Hill. He absorbed the thick, despairing heat of that summer into his skin. His dark hair flattened against his head. He felt in that moment his own impotence. 
He listened to Tom's labored explanation, not liking the hitch in his friend's breath. When Tom came to the nature of his request, Khatak agreed. But his words were slow, weighted by the years that had passed since that summer. Still, he would do as asked. Don't go alone, Tom said. You'll need to look objective. Khatak took no offense at the phrasing. He knew the unspoken truth as well as Tom did. Because you can't be. I'll take Rachel. He had told Tom about his partner, Rachel Getty, before. You know her well enough to trust her? She's the best officer I've ever worked with. She's young. Not so young that she doesn't understand our work, and I find her perspective helps me. He meant it. But even as he said it, he knew that he would work with Rachel as he had done in the past, withholding a part of the truth.